Hey there, and welcome back to On Your Terms. I'm your host, Sam Vanderweelen. I'm so excited to chat with you today about an otherwise kind of unpleasant topic, but I'm hoping that we can talk about it in a super pleasant way because that's kind of my thing. So today we're going to talk about what to do when a client doesn't pay you. It's like that moment when you get an email from the client being like, I'm not paying you anymore, or you get an email from like your payment processor saying that somebody's card hasn't gone through. That's a terrible moment in and of itself. It's also very normal, by the way, and we'll talk about that. But what's even worse is if you don't know what to do about it. So that's what we're going to dive into today. I can't believe I haven't done this training, this this uh, podcast episode already because it's actually a training inside my Ultimate Bundle program. It's something I talk a lot about like on social media, but it, it deserves a place here on, on your terms. So before we hop into today's episode, I have to confess something to you. So, the, so typically what I've been doing in the morning for like the past several months Okay. Well, first of all, the backstory on this is that since my dad had cancer, then my dad died and then my mom died, I had trouble sleeping. And my my like problem with sleeping is not falling asleep. I fall asleep immediately, but I wake up in the middle of the night. I wake up usually 2 to 3 a.m. And, and then I have trouble falling back to sleep. And then eventually I fall back to sleep like hours later and I'm like, I crash, right? So I'm really tired all the time. Shout out to the lady who left me a nasty comment on my Facebook ad the other day telling me I look tired. I'm like, I am tired, but thanks for saying that on Facebook. Um, so anyway, I, you know, obviously there are certain like health things that can contribute to this. And so I started like digging into all that kind of stuff. Um, but one of the other things I started digging into was caffeine because I don't necessarily have a lot of it, but I really, really like waking up in the morning and having coffee. And it's probably more like if you're a coffee drinker, even if you're a tea person, it's probably more of like the ritual of it. And I think like the aroma and I don't know, just like the whole process of like making coffee and the smell and the warmth. And I just love the whole thing. So I first started practicing like delaying having my coffee, like kind of following the Dr. Huberman method of not having coffee first thing in the morning, allowing myself to wake up, getting some natural sunlight in my eyes. Um, so I've done, I've done that. I've definitely delayed it. I don't, <laughs> I will admit right here on air that I don't follow the, like, I think he tells you to wait like an hour to 90 minutes. I can't always do that. Sometimes I am like waiting a half an hour. Sometimes I wait an hour, but I try to wait as much as I can. And then the other thing that I thought was really helpful that I discovered was I love this company called Cometeer. I've, t- I think I've talked about this once before, but they send these little like flash frozen capsules of coffee. And it's like, it's like really, really good high-end coffee, like the kind of coffee that I typically like, but it's frozen into these little discs and then you pour hot water over it. And it's just like so genius. It's great if you're like busy, if you're traveling, if you're a parent, like just so many reasons why it's great. But one of the things I really love about it is that they offer half-calf capsules. So they have half the amount of caffeine of a full cup of coffee. And so now it's like I'm delaying it and then having the half calf. And I have found that that's been really, really helpful. Um, I'm not, I'm not sponsored at all by Cometeer, but I would love to. So if you're listening to this from Cometeer, please call me. Um, but I do, I do have like one of those referral links below where if you, it gives you like a discount in exchange. I think I have to, I have to refer enough people and I think I get a mug or something like that. So, um, I'll, I'll share that down below so you can save a few bucks in case you decide to try Cometeer, but I really love it. But then this morning, here's what happened. I went to the gym really early, like, well, for me, like 7.15. I'm a morning person. I just don't like to like, I like like easing into my mornings. I went at like 7.15 and 
they have like a coffee machine there and I made myself normal coffee because I hadn't had any coffee yet. And now I'm feeling it. I can feel a difference. It was like, whoa, it was like this like whoosh feeling that I got from, from drinking coffee like that. So um, I'm just giving you fair warning that I'm fully caffeinated today and ready to talk about what to do when a client doesn't pay you. So you've been warned. <laughs> um, I have to tell you one more thing about the gym before we hop on to like today's topic. So this morning at the gym, I was realizing that I'm coming up on a year of going there consistently. And this is really big for me because I've been to gyms before. I've signed up for classes before. I've like taken different stuff. I've never stuck to anything for this long and this consistently. Like I think maybe in the past, it's been like a four month like stint or six month dedication to fitness or something like that. I've this I've never gone this long and this consistently. So I'm really proud of myself for that. But I was also letting Mike, the owner of the gym, know this morning that I think one of the reasons why that's been the case is because of the gym that he's created. Like it's just such a community-oriented place. And so everybody is so nice from, from the members to the people who work the desk to the trainers to like everybody who teaches the classes. Like everyone is so welcoming and so nice. And they all know you by name and they like check in with you. I just love it there. And I I told him, like, I just think it's really important, you know, if you own your own business or you are trying to start your own business, you've got to start, like, I, I kind of take this on as like an obligation as a business owner that I know what it's like to run a business. And I want to make sure that like I'm supporting small businesses and shopping local and letting business owners know, even if I buy something online or or in person letting those business owners know when they're doing a really good job or I love their product or their employees are great to me, right? Like you have, I feel like an obligation now as a business owner to start doing that because you're part of the club, right? And I was telling him, I just like, I think you've done such a good job. And he always like starts to cry when I tell him this and I, I'm just, I'm happy it makes him happy, but I just genuinely, genuinely feel that. So that's the power of like creating a business, right? That, that really, takes care of people and speaks to people and makes a safe space for people. It's just, it's amazing what we can do, right? With our businesses. So let's hop in today to talking then about what to do when a client doesn't pay. Like if people stop paying their gym bill, for example. So maybe a client hasn't paid you, like they're not paying their invoice, they owe you money, they've stopped responding to your emails, or maybe you're going to experience, if you haven't yet, somebody's card bouncing, like you get an email from Stripe or PayPal saying that their card has been declined. Trying to figure out what to do when a client doesn't pay you is so frustrating. And it's definitely one of the least enjoyable parts of running an online business. And there's really nothing worse than not getting paid when you own your own business because, you know, we need money to run our businesses and we're, we're relying on these expenses. And for a lot of you, you might be like, you might have already performed the service. You might have written the thing or or had the coaching session and now you're not getting paid for it. And that's lost time and money and that's huge. But I also think there's like nothing worse than, than not knowing what to do about it. And just because this is an unfortunate aspect of doing business, it doesn't mean that there's nothing that you can do about it. There is something you can do about it. You just got to know what it is. So there are actually two separate parts that have to be addressed when you're figuring out what to do like when a customer refuses to pay or their card bounces. The first part is like, what do I do to try to get paid right now? Like to resolve this problem right now, um, if there's something that you can do to respond to that. 
The second thing is to then look internally. And typically, if it's like this is your first experience with not getting paid, we typically handle this afterwards. Um, if you're doing, if you've not yet been by, uh, like not paid by a client, then I'm so glad that you're listening because there's actually something that you can do the second step right now to hopefully prevent the first step, right? So the second step is looking internally to see if in your business, if there's anything you can do on like the operation side, systems, processes, like uh, the tools that you're using to lessen the chances of not getting paid moving forward. So I'm going to address the steps that you can take to deal with the immediate issue of getting the payment that you're owed first. Um, And then for how you can set your business up to try to prevent this issue in the future, I'll link down below to a a video training that I have where I teach you like my entire prevention system. So you can click below um, to get that from us. So before I break down the steps of, you know, how to react when a client doesn't pay you, I I guess I just first want to say that I want you to know that so many business owners have faced this or will face it if you're listening and this hasn't happened to you yet. It's pretty much guaranteed in business, right? And that doesn't make it okay. I'm not saying that to be like, oh, it's just something you deal with and you let it go or whatever. But I'm more saying that because I want you to know that you're not alone and that this is a normal part of doing business. It has nothing to do with you. I hope you hear me loud and clear. Like, it, This is not a statement of your coaching like ability, the quality of your product, the quality of your services, the like how good your course is. It really isn't, right? And I know that like the first time that this happened to me, well, for one, when I was like a health coach, I remember this happened to me. And then the first time somebody's like card got declined when I started the legal templates business, I really felt like this was me. Like I, when I was at the health coaching business, I was like, oh, this is because I'm a bad coach. They hated my coaching. Clearly I wasn't helping them and I spiraled. And then when I had my legal business, it was the same way. Or I felt like people were trying to steal from me. Like they didn't want to pay for my time. Like I had all this resentment and I built up this big story. Now looking back on it, I can tell you like this is just something that happens and it's normal. Um, And often it just has to do with what's going on with that person. Whether it's that that person is going through a hard financial time or that person made an impulsive decision and now they're blaming you for it when really that was their fault for making an impulsive decision, you know, or uh, they didn't do the research or like whatever. It's it's really not, you know, I would say 99% of the time it's not your fault. I mean, of course, if you're like advertising a product that's not real or legitimate or like it's not what it says it is then and then someone asks for their money back like that's the different story that's not what we're talking about we're talking about people who like use your product use your utilize your services and then are like canceling their cards right okay so here's what you can do when somebody doesn't pay you step number 1 is that you have to check your contract so the very first thing that you want to look at whenever a client doesn't pay you is what your contract says about payment and late payments and not making payments or canceling them. Why? Because your contract is essentially the guiding principle here. So if a client doesn't pay you, the contract is the thing that says, first of all, that they even owed you money, how much money they owed you, um, what amount they owed you by when, right? when they had to pay it, and what the consequences are of not paying you. Any good contract would talk through what happens when a client doesn't pay. So for example, is like access to your course removed? Are there late fees? 
Um, does their client contract get canceled? Do they lose a session? And what happens when the client finally, hopefully, rectifies the payment? Unfortunately, without having a contract, there's really no way to enforce the payment that you think you're owed. And if you even have a contract, but it doesn't have the language about what I'm talking about, that's also difficult to enforce, right? If you don't have contracts that have really good, really clear payment terms that go over all of these things, I would encourage you to check out my DIY legal template shop on my website. Any client contracts that I sell or course contracts, membership stuff, they all have this language built in for you. And so you can get those contracts either on their own on my website, sambanderwhelan.com shop. That's where all my legal templates are. Or any of the 10 legal templates that are included in the ultimate bundle, like the client contract, the course contract, they all have that language in there for you. Okay, so now that we've looked at our contract, we move on to step number two. Step two is all about deciding how we go about now collecting payment. So after looking over your contract, the second thing we need to do if a client doesn't pay is decide what path you want to take to collect that payment. Are you going to try to handle it yourself, for example? Meaning, are you going to be the point of contact, the person reaching out to try to convince your customer to pay you? Or are you going to outsource this to someone like a collections agency or a collections attorney to have them collect this payment on your behalf? Both options have pros and cons, and we'll chat through some of those today to help you make the best decision. I just want to offer like a little side note here that I'm not, I wouldn't recommend reaching out to a client or sending them to collections if somebody is just like a day late or you just got like one email saying people's card bounce. Like you should have a process in place for what this looks like. Like how many times do they have to be contacted? How many days? Um, if it's auto pay with like their credit card, like how many times do you try to recharge their card? How many days spaced apart? You have to have that all in your contract. Again, all of that language is prompted for you in my contract template. I literally walk you through like a, a uh, credit card payment processing like prompt to be like, I will charge your card on day one and then day seven and then day 10. And then by the third attempt and the fourth attempt, like I walk you through exactly all of that language. Well, I give you the language, but I, I can, you can customize it to be like how many days or how many attempts and all of that is really up to you. The whole point is that you have to have it in your contract. That's really, really important. So you would kind of walk through that process and what we're really talking about now with like, okay, how are we going to collect this payment? Are you going to go after them? Are you going to send somebody else to go after the payment? We're talking about like when you've reached the end of that initial process. What that's called is a dunning process. Um, that's something that I teach inside the Ultimate Bundle. I actually give you the email templates that you can copy and paste and use as your own to set up your own dunning process. A dunning process is like, well, at least for me, it's a four email process that you send somebody through when their credit card is declined. Kind of starting out nice, like really nice. And then the second one's like pretty nice. And then the third one gets a little stern. And then the fourth one's like stern, <laughs> I would say. It's kind of an ascending sternness. Um, but you start out with the benefit of the doubt of just being like, there must have been a mistake. Your card didn't get approved. Um, usually it's that either somebody's card like declined the charge for some reason, or it's because, um, their credit, like we've had a lot of people be like, Oh my gosh, my credit card got stolen. I forgot that this was the one of my monthly payments. Like it just happens. Right. So it's no problem. That's why we start out really nice. It's just like you get the benefit of the doubt, update your credit card payment. We try it again and everything's good. Most things get resolved like that, but we're talking about like, what about the ones that keep on going, keep on bouncing. Right. 
Okay. So what are some of the pros and cons then to handling payment collection yourself? We're still talking about step number two, how to go about collecting payment. And I was saying that there are two options, collecting it yourself or sending it outside to be collected. So for handling it yourself, some of the benefits of reaching out to a client yourself is that you get to handle it really quickly because outsourcing extends the time that it takes and has more steps involved. You get to take control of the tone of the conversation and what's said in the conversation. Um, Depending on the circumstances, sometimes people think it's like too much um, or too aggressive to send somebody to collections. It kind of depends on the circumstances. It can be very cost effective since you're the one handling everything because that means that you get to keep the payment once it's received instead of giving a cut of it to someone else. So those pros are pretty good. I think those are pretty strong pros for handling things yourself. And I definitely handled things myself for a long time when the number of clients, you know, was uh, a lot less and fewer purchases and um, fewer payments getting bounced and everything was just less, right? And like, it was easier to handle it myself. Um, I will, well, actually I'll save my con for, okay. So I want to talk over then the cons of handling it yourself. So for one, it costs you time. Um, which could make you then spend more money. Like that time would be actually be able to be spent in your business making more money and creating more like content that attracts new clients who would actually pay you. The con I was going to mention a moment ago is like, I think like the biggest one, the one that I noticed, which was that it can be emotionally and mentally draining and it really takes the focus and energy away from other parts of your business. So I remember like it was just taking up a lot of my mental space. And if somebody owed me $500, $1,000, $2,000, it took up more than $2,000 worth of mental real estate. And for somebody like me, who's like comfortable getting on social, I can do a post or I can go on stories or I can create some new piece of content somewhere that's going to be evergreen, draw people in for a long time. I could make a lot more in my business if I dropped like the mental battle of somebody not paying me and then put my focus elsewhere. So it wasn't always like the best use of my time. I would say last but not least, the the last like con to handling yourself is that people may not take it as seriously or be as compelled to pay when the request is coming from you. Because like you might have even tried that, like you might have been emailing them and it's not working. Like sometimes they don't respond, sometimes they double down. But when they're getting a letter from like a lawyer or a collections agency, most people will respond. So that leads us then to the pros and cons of the second option, which is outsourcing the collection process. So if you're not going to try to handle collections yourself, another option might be to outsource it to either a collections agency or a collections attorney. There are plenty of like online options that, that where you can like send your stuff off and they go and handle it for you. But the main pros of outsourcing are that you get this unpleasant task off your plate, which allows you to go back to focusing your time and energy on other parts of your business. And I also think it's more intimidating when somebody's contacted by a collections agency or a lawyer or really just like anyone other than you because it shows that you've escalated this issue. Um, It might be more effective then in getting your client to actually take action and pay you. Maybe I would reserve that kind of stuff for like the bigger things, you know, like when... um, when a client stiffs you on like a really big payment or a really big coaching contract. Um, And then I know for me, like I outsourced to collections once that we had a volume of payments, even if the payments were only $200 a month or three or four or $500 a month, 
we outsource that because we just have so many of them now. So that's, it's just not feasible for us to handle them anymore. On the flip side, the downside of outsourcing your stuff is that you have to share the payment. So something a lot of people don't know is that a collections agency works on like commission essentially. So they might take, you know, less than what you're owed, for example. So someone owes you $500, they might settle with the person for $199 and then they take a cut of that. So by the time everything's settled, you're left with a much smaller amount than what you originally owed. The good news is that many of the collection agencies will let you set the floor for how low you're willing to go. And that can give you like some peace of mind that you won't get less than a certain amount, but you're still going to end up with less than what you're owed in addition to then giving the agency or the lawyer a cut. As your business grows and you're taking in more and more payments, like it kind of becomes, this process becomes more inevitable because it's just not practical for you to handle all of this. Um, and so it is, it is normal to go this route. So even if you go with like a collections agency, a lawyer, or you handle it yourself, you still need a contract. If you, you know, you're not off the hook where contracts are concerned because a contract's always going to be the proof that you need that the client owes you money. Um, because if you go to a collections agency, for example, you're going to have to send them a copy of your contract to show that this person actually owes you this amount, that they're overdue, what the process was for non-payment, all of that. So as I mentioned at the beginning, now that you know what to do, like when someone doesn't pay you, I think it's really smart to go back in your business now, go back to the foundation of like your operation stuff and your systems put a system in place so that you can minimize the likelihood of this happening in the future. It's really, really important. So much of what we talked about today could have been prevented with a good contract, with a good policy at checkout, with a conversation. I explain it all in the video um, that I'll link down below in the show notes. So you can watch that down below. Um, and if, like I said, if you need these contracts, if you want to learn more about what to do when a client doesn't pay you, if you need the contracts in place for courses and like automatic payments and all these kinds of things, I have them all for you as DIY legal templates, like a la carte. You can buy any contract um, or website policy that you need from me at samvanderwillen.com slash shop. I'll also link to that in the show notes. Or you can get the ultimate bundle, which gives you over 10 DIY legal templates, plus over 35 on-demand video trainings, including trainings on what to do if a client doesn't pay you, what to do if a client asks you for a refund, how to form an LLC, how to protect your brand with trademarks and copyrights and so much more. So I'll link to the ultimate bundle and to my legal templates in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to On Your Terms. If this episode was helpful, I would love for you to send me a message on Instagram at Sam Vanderweel. Let me know. Tell me what thing, what's like the one thing you're going to implement. Are you going to get a better contract? Are you going to put a Dunning email template system in place that comes with my ultimate bundle, for example? So like that's inside. If you're already in the ultimate bundle, you can get that in place. Um, are you going to go watch my training? If you're in the bundle, DM me or reply to my email and tell me what is the one thing, what's the one action item you're going to take after listening to this episode. Thanks so much for listening and I'll see you in a few days. Thanks so much for listening to the On Your Terms podcast. Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. You can also check out all of our podcast episodes, show notes, links, and more at samvanderreeland.com slash podcast. You can learn more about legally protecting your business and take my free legal workshop, Five Steps to Legally Protect and Grow Your Online Business at samvanderreeland.com. 
And to stay connected and follow along, follow me on Instagram at Sam Vanderwielen and send me a DM to say hi. Just remember that although I am a attorney, I am not your attorney and I am not offering you legal advice in today's episode. This episode and all of my episodes are informational and educational only. It is not a substitute for seeking out your own advice from your own lawyer. And please keep in mind that I can't offer you legal advice. I don't ever offer any legal services, but I think I offer some pretty good information.